Jesus handed human beings the baton of his ministry mm-hmm. to defeat darkness with love, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to defeat anger with kindness, to defeat greediness with generosity. We, we take all the ways of heaven mm-hmm. and bring them into the dark world. And the great thing about light is it beats darkness every time. Yeah. And, and even when Jesus dies on the cross and it looks like he's defeated, uh, it's just the start of a new beginning. It's mm-hmm. just the start of, of something new. Um, the kingdom of heaven's different. The kingdom of heaven doesn't win with its power and might. It wins with the power of love. It's different, mm-hmm. uh, but, Still it win- power. but it wins every time. Yeah. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Chad, last week, we ended the podcast with you making a bold claim that we are talking about casting out demons today, and I don't want to disappoint, and I don't want you to not speak truth in our podcast. So let's uh, let's go there. You see throughout the ministry of Jesus. Well, yeah, I changed my mind. You know what I want to talk about today? I'm What's just that? kidding. We'll okay. talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesus, throughout throughout his ministry, one of the the key things that you see throughout the Gospels yeah. is he casts out demons. And interesting, in Mark, the very first time he does that, uh, the person who's demon-possessed recognizes Jesus mm-hmm. and is terrified of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here, a bunch of people are showing up going, hey, who's this guy? He's teaching from the Old Testament. You know, He's reading the scrolls, and he seems to have authority, and, and people are kind of questioning it. This guy's convinced, and he's like, what do you want with me? Like, what what's about to happen, Jesus? And there's there's this fear. Um, let, let's talk about those accounts, and let's talk about what is what is this ministry of Jesus? What does that mean for us today? And is there still demonic possession? Is there still the things that were happening two thousand years ago, or was that you know there was a heightened sense of things because Jesus was here? Um, is that is that something that that we need to be aware of as followers of Jesus today? Uh, what does that mean in modern times? So. Where do you want to start, Chad? Man, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we, we're yeah we're opening up. I, I said we would talk about it. So, <laughs> I didn't know so, how to finish so that let's, sentence. So let's do that. And yeah. and I I think it's one of those things where it, when we when we talk about the devil, when we mm-hmm. talk about demonic activity. Uh, we tend to go to one or two extremes. Mm-hmm. We either ignore it. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, a line in that movie, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled mm-hmm. was to convince the world he doesn't exist, right? So we totally ignore it, mm-hmm. and we don't want to be on that end of things. Yep. Or we can become obsessed with it. Yep. And and there's a devil behind every bush. And, and C.S. You know, Lewis talked about the two great errors, right? Yeah, yeah. The devil made me do it, mm-hmm. and, and everything is, you know, he has the demon of having a cold or, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. So we, so we don't want to be on either one of those two extremes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible talks about evil forces at work in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, in all four of the Gospels, uh, Jesus deals with it. Mm-hmm. It is part of his ministry. And so we don't want to ignore it. and We don't want to be a, a, a obsessed with it. Uh, we want to follow Jesus and be aware of it. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, so so let's have we the conversation. It. I mean, you, you started with, you know, do, do, do demons still exist? Is there still possession and all? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah, the the reality is there's a there's a physical reality and there's a spiritual reality. The physical reality is what we're all very aware of because we see it, we touch it, we taste it. You know, it's it's all of our senses we we can perceive it. Jesus actually gives us this glimpse of what's happening in the spiritual realm mm-hmm. by the way he interacts, by the by the times that, you know, there's this guy who's demon possessed and he identifies, "Hey, 
which demon are you? I'm legion because I'm many. And he cast the demon into pigs. And and you, you see Jesus interact and you see this total authority over it. Let, let's back up a little bit because the spiritual realm obviously exists. Jesus is just kind of shining a light on it in a way that we can see it. And we see that in the uh, the accounts of his life. Uh, but the, this evil spiritual realm exists because of these angels who rebelled against God. So let's give the background. Where, where did demons even come from? Did God just go, hey, I'm creating angels. Let's create their counterpart that's evil. So I'm going to create demons. Uh, how, where, where do demons come from in, in this evil spiritual realm? Yeah. So a little background. Okay. Uh, the idea of multiverse did not come from comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man. This so, was not a Stanley invention. Yeah. So, so universe... Um, uni meaning one, Mm -hmm. right? We know about the universe. We live in it. But the Bible teaches there is another realm. So that would mean there's more than one verse, right? So you got multiverse. Uh, There's the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. And there are moments in scripture when like a prophet's eyes are opened, Mm -hmm. uh, the prophet's assistant's eyes are open and they see a battle in the spiritual realm. Yeah. Um, The Bible uh, talks about this kind of through the centuries. The Bible was written over a span of 1,500 to 1,600 years by over 40 authors that lived on three different continents, mm-hmm. and the spiritual realm is, is part of it all the way through. And you do see that overlap all throughout Scripture, and you do get these glimpses. And there's yeah. these moments, too, that sometimes you're like, oh, that's kind of a weird story, where like in Daniel, there's just this hand that shows up and starts nice. writing on a wall, yeah. and, and and there's some kind of a, a crossover. Or all of a sudden, these, these people show up, and they're angels, and they're interacting with somebody, but they can see them as physical. And so you do have, it's not like these two totally separate tracks, but they they do kind of weave together and, and there's this overlap that you see throughout scripture. So in your Bible, uh, if you're reading along and you see the word spirit, it could be uh, one of a couple of things, actually one of three things. If it's capitalized, it's talking about the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So that uh, is part of the Trinity, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Spirit, three distinct persons and one God. If it's capitalized, it's talking about God. Mm-hmm. It's talking about the Holy Spirit. If it's lowercase, it could be one or two things. Mm-hmm. It could be... Uh, your spirit, meaning uh, we're body, soul, and and spirit. Mm-hmm. So it could be um, the spirit side of, of who you are. Or it could be talking about uh, beings from the spiritual realm, mm-hmm. which we would call those angels. Mm-hmm. So the Bible says that a war broke out in heaven. Uh, so there's free will in heaven. There's choice in heaven. Yeah. And there's this rebellion that takes place. Yeah, I'll give you a little, a little, a little bonus here in a second. A war breaks out in heaven, and a third of the angels uh, are fallen. A, a third of the angels are cast out uh, with with the leader of that group, who is Satan. So Satan is is just a fallen angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word demon uh, is is talking about one of those fallen spirits. Mm-hmm. So angels are not physical beings, they're spiritual beings that apparently have the ability to manifest themselves physically. There's rank and file almost like an army. Some are more powerful than others, so Satan would be in charge. He would be like an archangel mm-hmm. over the fallen angels. Mm-hmm. But demons are angels. Uh and then the other two thirds are angels as well. Uh the ones that we know about are uh Michael who is the chief war angel. Mm-hmm. And we know about Gabriel, who's, who's the announcing angel. And so you have three archangels mentioned in the Bible. You have Michael, Gabriel, and, and who we now call Satan. But Satan, he and a third of the angels fell. Those are spiritual beings that are on the wrong team. They hate God. They war against God. And so they hate what God loves, which means they hate you and me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's demons. They're, and so you see in the, in the 
third page of, or the third chapter of your Bible, you see this manipulation happening of, of mankind, God's creation and whom God loves. And, and you see Satan trying to, trying to infect with lies mm-hmm. and, and trying to manipulate and trying to destroy what God loves, which is relationship, relationship with him and the gift of relationship with each other. And, and Satan is effective in doing that, at least temporarily, but God sets forth this plan, says, hey, this isn't going to be the end of the story. Uh, God's going to redeem what, what's been broken by these lies and by our, our rebellion. So not only did the angels rebel, we rebelled. One thing that's different is once the angels rebelled, it was kind of a, a one time for all. That's the end of the story. Uh, the demons, uh, we know how the story ends is they will be destroyed. Um, when God makes all things new and restores all things, there will be an end to them. There is no chance of repentance and like, I'm going to come back to putting my trust in God. Uh, that decision has been made where it's different for mankind is, is we now have a choice. And, and even though we've all rebelled, that rebellion wasn't a once and for all. Uh, we, we can choose to put our trust in Jesus and be restored. So you have kind of these two different layers of spiritual creation, physical creation. And, and so here we are, Jesus is now intersecting with this spiritual world. And there are people who are demon possessed and, and influenced by these evil spirits. Uh, do you want to dig into like, how's that even possible? How can a person? Well, let me... Let me give you a little bonus because I said I would a moment ago. Okay. Uh, so this is a theory. Mm-hmm. So for all of you Bible geeks. Are we going into Genesis here? No. Going in, okay. Just going into my brain. Okay, great. That's it, which is even a whole lot more scary. Than, <laughs> um, I wonder because a third of the angels fell and, mm-hmm. the, and, and God is Trinity. You have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael, I would, I would give to God the Father because he's the chief war angel. Uh, Gabriel, I would give to the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the announcer, and Gabriel's the announcing angel. And part of me wonders if Jesus didn't have a third, mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's what failed. And, uh, and, and Jesus rescues us, and in our own free will, mm-hmm. uh, we worship him. And so this, that's just a weird, crazy theory. Mm-hmm. That's not Bible. Please don't write me an email or anything. Mm-hmm. I've just wondered that. Yeah. So that's kind of my freaky little theory. Yeah, and by the way, it's okay to have like, theological thoughts and questions and go, I wonder if, and is there a connection here? And there are all throughout scripture, you see these different parallels of things. And I've been following Jesus and studying the Bible now for decades and I'll come across things and go, I wonder if, and I, I see a connection here that I never noticed before. And like, I I would never teach or preach that. Sure. But it's a theory I have. Yeah. Uh, Jesus is revealing that he has authority. I thought you were going to go with the Nephilim, by the way. I thought we were going to dig into, you have this weird oh, no, account we'll, in Genesis and it's like, are, oh, we'll, we'll save that for somehow are demons involved in that. Not, so, yeah. Sometime in the near future, we'll do a series on Noah and we'll do a podcast on the Nephilim. That'll oh, be fun. great. Great. And if That'll you're like, what are the Nephilim? Don't worry about it. You can look it up later. <laughs> um, to your point. Yeah. This demon possessed person knows who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. That's because demons know who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. They know his authority. Uh, Demons know the Bible, right? They just don't follow it. They they twist it Mm -hmm. and try to get us in in trouble. But but that account is letting us know that Jesus is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, that even though these spiritual beings, these fallen angels are powerful, Mm -hmm. they're not God. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus is not a son of God. Jesus is the son of God, which is a way for us to understand kind of the relationship that God wants with us. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is God. He's He is God. He's God in the flesh. And so when the demon sees Jesus, he sees God made flesh and he's nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anytime Jesus in- encounters somebody who's demon possessed, you see that fear on the, the side of the demon. What are you going to do? Like, could you maybe not 
completely, utterly destroy me. And and just like we when we talked about healing last week, you get this glimpse of heaven and you get this glimpse of the spiritual reality of there there's healing in heaven, that, that when we're with Jesus, we will be restored. We will receive new physical bodies, all of that. And every now and then we get a little foreshadowing. It seems like the same thing's happening spiritually, where you have these people who are demon possessed and they're like, are you either just going to cast me out somewhere else mm-hmm. uh, or are you going to utterly destroy me? It's, it's this reality of what will happen. They're aware and, and they're afraid of it. Um, there's also times that you see Jesus actually do that. Instead of just destroying the demon who's possessed this man, he casts it into a bunch of pigs and then they run off the cliff into the water. I think there's actually some symbolism to that mm-hmm. and, and what that represents. Um, and we can unpack that a little bit, but is in your mind, is these interactions or whatever, is that the same thing as kind of like a physical healing where we're getting this glimpse of spiritual healing? Or what's your take on why Jesus is doing that? What is the sign? What does that actually mean when Jesus heals somebody who's demon-possessed? Uh, I think it's a couple things. I, I think uh, Jesus is letting us know that he's legitimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus is letting us know that he's going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus is letting us know that uh, there are sp- spiritual forces at work in the world and there's a war going on mm-hmm. and, and we need to be uh, aware of it. And so part of his ministry is to usher in light to defeat darkness. Mm-hmm. And as followers of Jesus, our ministry is to usher in light to defeat darkness. Yeah. Uh, this is why Jesus says you're the light of the world. Yeah. Uh, he handed us, you used this illustration a couple of weeks ago, Jesus handed human beings the baton of his ministry mm-hmm. to Defeat darkness with love, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to defeat anger with kindness, to defeat greediness with generosity. We, we take all the ways of heaven mm-hmm. and bring them into the dark world. And the great thing about light is it beats darkness every time. Yeah. And, and even when Jesus dies on the cross and it looks like he's defeated, uh, it's just the start of a new beginning. It's mm-hmm. just the start of, of something new. Um, the kingdom of heaven's different. The kingdom of heaven doesn't win with its power and might. It wins with the power of love. It's different, mm-hmm. uh, but, Still it win- power. but it wins every time. Yeah. Uh, now, one day Jesus will come back and uh, he'll come down, he'll throw down and he'll flex yep. and, uh, and he'll wipe out all evil for all time. But right mm-hmm. now we defeat darkness with the ways of heaven because the ways of heaven are powerful in and of themselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you talked about baton pass. Let's go there because... Jesus is casting out demons. Jesus is is demonstrating that authority. But then you have this moment where he starts passing the baton to his disciples. And he says, okay, I want you to go out now. And you're going to go out in pairs. And you guys are going to go kind of from town to town. And and they're they're going and they're they're given this authority, uh, this this to use the word power, and they're casting out demons. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for there's some that they're like, oh, it's not working. <laughs> you know, what's <laughs> happening here? And they're coming back to Jesus. And Jesus is 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 coaching them through that, but he's passing that baton to people to say, hey, the authority that I've demonstrated, I'm, I'm going to share that with you. It's still Jesus's authority, but he's, he's handing it over to the disciples now to continue that ministry. What does that mean for us today? Uh, it means that Jesus is more powerful than those uh, spiritual forces. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means that um, we can, in the name of Jesus and by his authority, if, if there's spiritual forces working against us, we can cast those away and mm-hmm. command them to leave us in the name and authority of Jesus. Which is really important because one of the tactics of 
spiritual evil is fear, is for us to think, oh, I'm overwhelmed and any kind of scare tactic, fear tactic. Now, sometimes the tactic is not fear or overt. It's subtle and it's lies and it's twisting, but sometimes it is. Like, hey, if, if I can make you afraid, then I can keep you paralyzed and I can keep you ineffective or I can keep you trying different things that aren't, you know, going and seeing a medium or doing what, whatever weird things is going to keep people trapped. Um, but we don't have to be afraid is what I, I hear you saying right now. Well, Second Timothy 1.7 for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Um, is it Second Timothy one seven or is it First Timothy? Did I don't I just know. Get that I'm wrong? gonna I'm gonna do the look to my left because we I haven't we haven't podcast. challenged these guys. With what do you, the, uh, well, we just went on talking about yeah. all, all kinds of things. Well, you got um, the you you have the passage right. If the, the if the reference isn't right, you have the, the, yeah the verse is right. Mm-hmm. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. That means fear is a spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we're afraid in and of ourselves, but sometimes there is a, a spiritual uh, force pushing pushing against us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, this is not something that we want to ignore, but it's not something we want to be obsessed with either. Yeah. We just want to be aware of it. Um, there are spiritual forces at work in the world. Uh, some people become possessed by those spiritual forces. Uh, I'll give you a few things to stay away from. to say, how does one become possessed by spiritual forces? You want to stay away from the idea of witches, warlocks, curses, uh, those kinds of things. Um, people think it's silly, but Ouija boards, tarot cards, psychics, um, all that. Somebody will tell me, you know, do you really think a psychic has ability? Yeah. Uh, so, so think Christians have spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, Sometimes when I preach, I don't I don't know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like, everybody's like, yeah, we know. Um, but I, I'm just I'm just speaking. I'm just going. It's just coming out. But and spiritual what, insights are and, being given. And what's happening yeah. is the Holy Spirit is taking over in that moment, and He's giving people what they need, uh, and He knows things that I could I could never know. Um, I've had moments in the past when a, a husband will call me and say, did my wife tell you, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Cause you said this this past weekend. I'm like, dude, I don't know anything. You're, mm-hmm. you're telling me, I don't even, I don't even know. Right. But that's, that's the Holy spirit, yeah. you know, and usually there's silence on the other end of the phone. I'm like, I don't even know who your wife is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, those, those kinds of things will happen. So, so if the Holy Spirit can work in and through us and, 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 and do things, uh, that means the spiritual side of evil can work through people too. So theological question for you. So, so a psychic yeah. could know something mm-hmm. uh, that they couldn't possibly know on their own, but the power's coming from the wrong source. Yeah. Which yeah. means the motivation in the end goal is to destroy, not to build. It's to ruin relationships. It's to take faith away from God, not give us faith in God. Well, we we invite the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. Mm-hmm. There are some people that invite evil spirits to work in their lives. Mm-hmm. There are some people that pray co- curses over children. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some people that, that pray to evil spirits about their kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, evil's evil. There was this moment. I, I had a team of high schoolers. We were in Jamaica, and there was a, a witch doctor there. Mm-hmm. And I remember as we're getting ready to present the gospel, this guy gets up and my face. And I remember looking in his eyes and and just sensing just a, a darkness. You know how yeah. people say the eyes are the yeah. window to the soul. Um, it was so dark and it was so destructive and it was so, and I just remember feeling physically like the symptom of, okay, this guy is very spiritually empowered in this moment, but it's not for the right team. Yeah. Um, and, and just there's, there's been a few times in life where I've had that encounter and I went, oh man. But then by praying in the name of Jesus, I'm going, oh, 
light wins against darkness every time. Yeah. Uh, all darkness is, is the absence of light. When we proclaim truth, when we allow the spirit to work through us, to your point earlier, light wins. Light has all the power in that equation. Well, well let me just skip some counsel here. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you uh, believe that there are some spiritual forces at play and working against you, um, what I do is I stop... I pray, I ask the Holy Spirit, Uh is there something spiritual going on here that I don't understand? Uh, Is it a spiritual force? Uh I'll ask the Holy Spirit, what is... What is that spirit's name? Uh Uh, And it could be as simple as it's the spirit of fear. Uh And so out loud, I'll say, spirit of fear, I command you in the name of Jesus, by his authority, Jesus, who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, uh, to depart from me now, Uh Uh, or, or to leave now, or to leave this person, or those kinds of things. And, uh, you know, and then the Holy Spirit in the powerful name of Jesus works in that. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus has authority. To your point, uh, the disciples do come back and they say, and by the way, this, we have authority in Jesus' name. That, there's no arrogance or pride there. Yeah. Um, that, that is a very humble thing. You don't want to go looking for a fight yeah. in, and in, I, this, in this realm. And I would say to the person listening that's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go be a ghostbuster and I'm going to go around yeah, and I'm going to start no. looking for this. Uh, don't do that. And then also, but if you do have an encounter where you're like, okay, there's, there's something spiritual going on here, uh, my recommendation to you, and, and again, this is more descriptive of the disciples. It's not necessarily prescriptive, but maybe it is, is don't do that alone. Uh Find another believer and go, hey, we're going to go pray for this person or there's something, you know, happening. Hey, would you come and, and pray with me? Um, there are pastors here at the church that will help you with that. Yeah. Um, but the disciples come back and they say, Jesus, we, you know, there was demonic mm-hmm. activity and we, we couldn't defeat it. And then Jesus says the strange thing. Well, some only come out by prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? I don't fully know, mm-hmm. but there's something powerful about the combination of prayer and fasting, uh, which probably means there's there's heavier war there. Mm-hmm. It's going to require a whole lot more focus, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to invite the work of the of, of Jesus in your life and the work of of, of spiritual, you know, holy uh, angels and, yeah. and and the Holy Spirit to work in such a way that prayer and fasting is going to need to be involved. So some battles are won with the word, some are won with a little more effort. Yeah, it but it it, it is a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus is letting us know, back to where we started, that he has all authority. Mm-hmm. He's letting us know that there are spiritual uh, forces at work in the world that are evil. Mm-hmm. And he's letting us know that he wins. Yeah. And so uh, part of the ministry is we push those dark spiritual forces back with the power of his light. Yeah. And we do that by loving people. We do that by being generous, not greedy. We do that by following Jesus, right? And then on occasion, if the Holy Spirit leads us, we we command things to leave as well. And I, I do want to say this. If you've put your trust in Jesus and you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit occupies that that space. You don't have to worry about, am I going to be demon-possessed, whatever. Uh, but you can be oppressed. There can be influence. There can be outside forces sure. at work around you. Uh, but you don't have to be afraid of that. If you're listening and you've not put your trust in Jesus, I invite you to do so and invite the Holy Spirit into your life uh, to possess you, which is really what, you know, we never really refer to it that the way. Holy Spirit yeah, we're asking you. the Holy Spirit yeah. to possess us. Well, and when, that's, when, when you let's, let's, let's camp out on that just okay. for a second. So if you've said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit is always with you. Mm-hmm. What you want to do every day is ask the Holy Spirit to fill you, mm-hmm. which is what you just said. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? He's in charge. Yeah. Take over. Uh, Holy Spirit of God. Listen to how I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit of God. And here's how I pray it. Fill me from the bottom of my feet to the top of my head. I pray that your character, your fruit would be evident 
in my life. The fruit of the Spirit is in Galatians 5.22. You can look it up. By the way, do we get our Timothy reference right? Nailed to it. Timothy it's 1 7. Second, Second Timothy, Timothy 1 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. But I'll pray, Holy Spirit, fill me. Mm-hmm. Bottom of my feet, top of my head. Push out anything in me that doesn't need to be there. And mm-hmm. I'm talking about my sin nature. Mm-hmm. But I want the Holy Spirit to control me. Uh, you know, the Apostle Paul wrote, don't, don't be drunk on wine. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. What's he saying? Uh, spirits, meaning alcohol, mm-hmm. can control you if you give it to him. So don't do that. Mm-hmm. Put the Holy Spirit in charge of your life. Yeah. Let him control your steps. That's literally what he's saying. Yeah. So yeah, we want to be filled with the Spirit every day. And so if you don't remember anything else or, or you got confused by some of the weird stuff we talked about, <laughs> that's that's the bottom line yeah. is we want to be uh, controlled, mm-hmm. filled, led by the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah. And he wants to guide us and help us and... And all of that. Here, here's here's what I'm going to ask that we would do to, to wrap up this this podcast today. Um, if you're listening, you're at a place where you can be in a, a posture of prayer, maybe even lifting your palms up. Chad, would you just pray that exact prayer that, that you just mentioned? Would you pray that over our listeners for today? Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Come Holy Spirit. I pray that you would... Uh, Fill those who've said yes to Jesus right now, that, that, are, that are children of the Father. Some of us were driving in our cars. Uh, we need to keep our hands on the wheel. We can't turn our palms up right now, but fill us. Uh, some of us are, are standing in our homes with our palms up. Fill us. Some of us are just sitting and listening. Uh, fill us. Each of us, from the bottom of our feet to the top of our heads, push out everything that doesn't need to be there in our sin nature. And may your fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, may your fruit, Spirit, be evident in our lives today. May we keep in step with you. May, May we be sensitive to what's going on around us. I pray we would not ignore um, the enemy but that we would also not be obsessed with studying and knowing about the enemy, that, that we would, Holy Spirit, trust in you, keep in step with you, and, and you'll, you'll let us know when things are off and when we need to pray in the name of Jesus and ask for help along those lines. But I pray you would fill each and every believer at this moment, and I pray that we would represent you well, and may we be bright lights for the kingdom of Jesus. We ask this in his name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.